Well, the Noid, you did it. Yeah. You rescued this fair city of New York. Yes, I did. I did. I'm ready. Yeah. And as the mayor, it is my honor to present you with what? this New York's Greatest Citizen medal. No, no, I don't want it. I don't want it. I want a pizza. I want a pizza. Where's my pizza? And of course, the <laughs> key to the city. Fuck you. I don't want this. I don't want it. I need to throw it in the Hudson River. Fuck you. Where do I and pizza? since I you have successfully defeated your clones <laughs> yeah, and yeah. freed this city. Yes, yeah, here we go. Yes. I can name this boulevard after you. I don't Introducing street. I don't care street. the Noid Street, formerly Broadway. <laughs> no, no. I don't want it. I want a pizza. I just shove your street up your fucking dick hole. I want a You're, pizza. No, the Noid, stop. Well, yeah, You're gonna, hurting I'm, me. You choked the shit out of you. I want a pizza. I don't know how to a pizza. Security. Help. Die. 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 I love you. <laughs> we clobber longshoremen with yo-yos and battle clones in pizza-eating contests in licensed NES platformer Yo-Noid, this week on How Did This Get Played. Welcome to How Did This Get Played, the show where we discuss the worst and weirdest and Waluigiest video games of all time. And hey, that third W was by at Andrew Lamberson. Submit yours at Get Played Pod, hashtag WWW. I'm Nick Weiger, along with Heather Ann Campbell. I'm Heather Ann Campbell, along with our producer, Matt Apodaca. Hello, everyone. Hello, everyone. And welcome back, Bucket. Edge. Guys, uh... We have a very interesting game to talk about as our first entry into the How Did This Get Played canon for 2021. We're recording this episode in December, but it's coming out in January. Good God. I know, right? Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) I've been inside for a year. (laughs) It's intense. An intense thought. Okay. Um. We yeah. used to do the. We used to get together physically. We would assemble in a studio, <laughs> and we would look at each other in the eyes, not through a web well, camera, and we I would mean, we would talk to, to, to the best of our ability. We would look. Yeah, at each look. Other neither in you eyes. and I are great with eye contact. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, do you find it, Nick? Yes. Can I ask? I find it very easy to make eye contact with dogs and cats. Uh, okay. But not people. Do you find it easier to make eye contact with animals, or are you eye contact uh, adverse d- species non-dependent? Heather, can you no. picture Nick with an animal? <laughs> Fair. Fair. If I come across a dog, yeah, I'll look it dead in the eyes. <laughs> Why would you just stare it down dead? for a second? <laughs> you know, hey, woof, so woof, he knows buddy. what's up. <laughs> um, no, yeah, I, I, I guess probably easier to look at animals than people because I don't feel as judged. You know, what I mean, I'm, I'm not like I'm not as self-conscious about what's going on. I'm just I know you're just an animal. Yeah. I mean, when when a person is walking their dog down the street, mm-hmm. I'm only looking into the dog's eyes like I don't yeah. look at the human being once. 
isn't it weird when you're doing that and then the dog's like, uh, you're the chosen one. <laughs> Just like, yeah, all right, calm down, dude. Okay, man. Take your revenge soon. I'm like, uh, all right, I'm working on it. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, guys, we're going to get into our game this week. We're going to introduce our guest. We're very excited to have her. Uh, but first, before we descend into gaming hell, it's time, as we always do, to spend 70 seconds in gaming heaven. Matt, count us off. Go for it. So, Matt, I figured I'd give the floor to you because we have both been playing Cyberpunk 2077. Yes. And I recently shared my thoughts. But you, I'm sure, have some thoughts of your own. You were saying you're in, you're 12 to 13 hours in. Yeah, I'm 12 to 13 hours in, and I, I sent this to you guys over text, and I was even shocked that I was typing this. Um, because it's such a big game, and there's yes. so many things to do. Um, and the, normally, this, is, I, this would be like, a, okay, I'm just going to burn through this story and be done with it. But I feel compelled to do as much or all of it. Like I like am very doing the side quests. Yeah, I'm doing the side quests. I doubled my time this weekend in the game just doing side quests, and it is such a baffling experience overall. Because like I'm not having that many like glitches necessarily. I have seen some of the characters like T modeling sort of, which is like I'm just like it doesn't take me out of it. I'm just like that's weird, but who cares? Um, I haven't like fallen through anything, but uh, I have. It has crashed every single time I've played it, but it has not. <laughs> but it, it hasn't stopped me from having fun. Like, I'm just like, okay, well, there's the crash. I, uh, time's up. Well, it's really damning with faint praise. <laughs> Your character is T-posing all over the place. Uh, it's crashing every time you're playing it, but you're still having fun. But I'm having fun. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like I'm having fun, shooters. too. Yeah. It, it is a mess, but it's pretty fun. Yeah. I'm, uh... I'm not playing it yet because I'm I'm this is my first week off so I've um been playing Final Fantasy Remake mm-hmm. and oh, wow. I feel like by the time I get to Cyberpunk it will almost be time for the PS5 patch hopefully in which case maybe I should just wait for the upgrade I don't know I think at this point I mean I guess the 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 reason is just, just the reason is just to get in on the experience of just see whatever what the fuss is about in terms of all the the yeah. bugs right now yeah. and just sort of see in which specific ways it glitches out for you. I mean I, I do have Twitter for that like people upload <laughs> videos of like yeah. all of a sudden a man is falling out of the sky and screaming. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I saw uh, one, I saw a post and it was just a screenshot of a nude man standing upright on a motorcycle yeah, and, the, and the caption was just, man, fuck this game. <laughs> <laughs> I also saw one where there's like a guy, he's like exits a store and you see like a, a piece of debris like flying mm-hmm. from the, from the deep background towards the character and as it gets closer you realize that it's a car which has been like shucked across oh the my map God. at yes. the character at like full velocity and the guy gets like slightly out of the way and it hits a building and makes all the car crash sounds <laughs> it's really funny to me it's a it's a it's a debacle but you know what god bless him Hopefully it'll it'll come together. <laughs> I, they I had ten I, years to make a game. They didn't finish it, but hey, they tried. Yeah, I I love you know. I hope that 
that we could all the thing that we can learn from this is that even if you're working on something and it's not done, it's okay to just put it out in whatever state it's in. And yeah. it can maybe be the most profitable entertainment product of the year. Just, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It just work out for you. I feel I feel like, first off, that doesn't seem likely to me. There's no way it could be the most profitable. I mean, this was The Last of Us Part Two year and Final Fantasy Remake year. I, I can't believe Cyberpunk would be most profitable, but maybe I'm wrong. Yeah. Um, maybe I was wrong. <laughs> uh, but also, like... It, it would be kind of neat to be able to see, I, I guess beta testing and like early access is getting to see rough drafts of games. But I mean, like it would be awesome to see a first draft of a game, like to just like yes. be dropped mm. in on Death Stranding when like his left leg doesn't work yet. Or, <laughs> or they're not I've, quite uh, sure if he's going to be delivering stuff or if he's just walking. <laughs> I uh, I used to work in uh, my first video game job. One of my first video game jobs was working in quality assurance QA game testing, and so I've played some early builds of games. And let me tell you, it's a uh, it's no picnic. These things are <laughs> these things are very broken. Um, but hey, we should introduce our guest. Yes, uh, a writer for Honest Trailer. And a host of the Tights and Fights podcast, Danielle Radford is here. Hi, Danielle. Hi, hello. Thank you for having me. I'm really excited to be here. Oh, thank you so much for making time for us. Uh, Danielle, you were nodding along at some of the cyberpunk talk. Uh, <laughs> are you are you playing it or are you just aware of it? Uh, no, I waited. I have a PS4. Uh, right. And I, I was like, no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I, so I am not playing. Like, like, that is not currently in the rotation right now. Mm-mm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm I I it, I think you're right to wait. I think in particular like the current gen versions seem pretty busted and I think are are very much to, waiting on a patch to make them at all playable. Uh yeah, it takes me uh it takes me back to uh you know like the early 2000s when we all thought there was going to be a new Duke Nukem. Oh yes. <laughs> <laughs> and they would be like, "No, it's coming." And then feature creep on and on and on and on and on. That's what this reminds me of except, you know, everyone's got it. <laughs> yes, yeah. It's it's like if Duke Nukem Forever was just everyone had kept their pre-orders from like <laughs> 1997 or whatever it was announced. I was still, when I was working in video game, like I, I did the retail side. When I was working mm-hmm. uh, uh, in retail, you would be amazed at how many people would still come in and put pre-orders down. And that was in like the 2000s. Oh man, I, I also worked video game retail. And I I mean like, you're the every part of that job was crazy. Did you have the type of person who would come in and stand at the counter and just talk to you? Like talk video games? Like just be like, so what what do you what do you what do you guys think is the new game that's coming out? Like that kind of guy? Uh yeah. Uh so I when I was working in, in the video games, I it was when I was uh, uh I was in Seattle and there were two I worked at Electronics Boutique. I'm dating myself. It was right before I got sold and became I also oh, worked yeah. at Electronics Boutique. EB Games, Yay! baby! Oh, that's amazing. Wow. I was an assistant manager selling video games there. And oh, so fuck. we had I was one... just a regular person. <laughs> <laughs> I rose up the ranks quickly because everyone kept getting fired. Uh, so there was like one <laughs> and then another one like across the street from that one. It's Seattle. So just like Starbucks, the same for our electronics boutiques. And we would have people that would go from store to store to store, like mall to mall to mall to mall. Um, just to ask us, like, so, like, games, what do you guys like? And, like, that would be the whole thing. And we had nicknames wow. for all of them. One of them was 
who I'm sure was a very nice dude who always smelled like pee. Um, <laughs> he was nice, you know, like I felt bad, but I was also like too young to be mature about it, yeah. uh, which was a bummer. Uh, but yeah, so we had a bunch of people who would do that. And also it didn't help that we had a movie theater upstairs. Mm. So all the movie kids would come down and they would be like, we brought you popcorn and soda. And for that, we get to to buy your attention for a half an hour. And it was like, oh, I man. got I got to do inventory, probably. Wow. <laughs> wow. I, 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 it's, I mean, I worked at the, so there was electronics boutique and then there was like upscale electronics boutique, which was called EBX. Yes. yes. I worked at an EBX. I did wow, I don't remember EBX. Uh, which was like, so electronics boutiques color scale was like gray and red. EBX was like oak and teal. And it was like mm. all of the surfaces were a little fancy. And it was for like uh, educational drive. Games. Huh? <laughs> educational games. Well, yeah. I would, what was it? EBX. I would drive all the way out to the rich person's mall and that's where I worked. Uh, and it was, <laughs> it was a, a nightmare because I couldn't afford to eat at the food court. So <laughs> <laughs> what do they have in that food court? Well, it was, it was, you know, it was just like upscale food court shit. Like, right. You know, and when you're working minimum wage at a video <laughs> game store and spending every cent on video games, like it was uh, it was rough times, but really great memories. And I think my old manager sometimes listens to this podcast. Oh, wow. that's nice. I know for a fact that my old manager kept me on the payroll for like a decade after I stopped working there just so he could get more hours for the rest of his crew. Like just kept my name in the system as though I was working there. I feel like that's very illegal. Yeah, probably. Whoa. Wow. That's <laughs> yeah. fucking crazy. Yeah. Wait, you weren't getting checks though, right? No, was I wasn't getting for, checks. For his hustle? Just- Yes, it was just for his hustle. So it would be like, well, you have this many people working there. And if you don't want to fire any of them, then I guess we have to give you more hours. And they never noticed that I never got a check because by this point I was a paralegal. It had been a lot of years. Wow. <laughs> wow. I have I have an anecdote. We Because EB would take in used games and used systems and we would have to clean them ourselves. And one time I opened up, I think it was a PS2 or a PlayStation 1. I don't remember what system it was, but there were dead roaches inside of the machine. Oh, and I was like, oh, my God. Yeah. For those of you who don't know that, um, roaches like warm things. So if you keep your consoles and stuff on all the time, uh, they will get all up in your stuff. And everyone is like, it's like, obviously, don't smoke around your machines, uh, which is not a problem now, but was a problem then. But yeah, roaches will get all up in your uh, consoles. So, yeah. Yeah, I had Yay. a I remember there was a report that came out a few years ago uh, that was maybe when the PlayStation 4 Pro first came out or maybe it was just the, the vanilla PS4, but it was about ro- specifically about roaches particularly love the PS4 and they they bring, uh, you know, uh, PS4s in that were overheating and they'd just be clogged with like roach corpses. Oh. And I, ha- I was just like, <laughs> I was like, I have to get this thing out of my house. This is a nightmare. I can't believe it. Of course, I did not. I continued to use it for years, but it went just like the idea of that was just so, uh, so, gr- so gruesome. So appetizing. <laughs> uh, Danielle, I have a, I have a, qu- a different topic for you because I know you're a, you're a, a, a big wrestling fan and, yes. and that's a world you operate in. 
And there is like, I feel like the Olympic rings of nerddom in terms of gamer culture and wrestling culture, like kind of overlap uh, in a big way, both in terms of pro wrestlers who are gamers and, you know, uh, wrestling fans who are gamers, a lot of wrestling video games, obviously. I mean, do you have any any particular, uh, you know, uh, perspective or insight into why that is? I, I think it's spectacle. I think it's just that, like, oh, okay. um, wrestling huh. is such spectacle. Like, like when you break it down, it's obviously, like, it's these big stories, titans fighting each other, and then they all devolve into soap opera. Um, I, I do. I think it's just that, you know, in wrestling, it because for me, the reason I found wrestling and that I liked it was because one day I watched it and it reminded me of Mortal Kombat. <laughs> it did. And it was like, I can right. get into this. Like, I love this. You know, it's like I speak for me and the other kids who love WMAC Masters, where it's like we really love like this thing that we like come to life. And that's why people who like wrestling, obviously, one of the first things everyone says is like, oh, it's fake. It's fake. It's fake. Like, yeah, it's fake. That's why I like it. If I wanted to watch right. people get hurt, I could watch that. I don't like it. Um I, I can also get on World Star and watch any video that comes up. I choose not <laughs> to do that because I don't like when people are actually injured. Um, and I think that that's a lot of, especially I find people who love fighting games and I love, I suck at them now. I don't have the, sh- the, the speed in my hands anymore. Um, but people who like fighting games particularly like wrestling because it is a storyline along with the bashing. Um, but the difference is that at the end, you know that everyone shakes hands and most of them are best friends. Right. I I found so I went through a, a wrestling phase where I was like super into wrestling and it reminded me a lot of uh shonen anime like Naruto or uh One Piece like the mm. booking on on a good wrestling program is oh you've got this storyline and this storyline and all of a sudden they're going to collide and somebody's going to betray somebody and somebody's feelings are going to get hurt or they won't be it it feels it, it is a soap opera for guys and girls, but, you know, marketed towards men. Come on. It's there's we can't lie to Ugh, them. I'm they're so trying. Fucking, it's I, so yeah. they, they're not trying hard, but they'll at least be like, oh, hey, we've discovered you like it. So we'll sell you something that's in a baby tea, like a, in a girl shaped yeah. tea. Yeah. And that'll be they're they're ugh, it's a thing. <laughs> Who is your favorite wrestler? Oh my God. All time. I don't know. Currently I am really like super into Sasha Banks. Uh, Oh, hell yeah. You would know Sasha Banks. She was recently on the Mandalorian. Yes. She is also Snoop Dogg's cousin, which I guess is neither here nor there, but (laughs) she is, uh, she's tiny, but she's mighty. And she has probably one of my favorite moves right now, which is the bank statement, which is, um, It's amazing, right? It's amazing. So she hops up on your back and she does, uh, like she drives the knees into someone's back. Essentially, you wear her as a backpack and then she jams her knees into your spine and then you flip, um, which is your part of the job. And then she goes around and then she gets you into um, into a hold. And I love submission holds as much as I love all the hitting and the stuff. It, it's when people get, quote unquote, knocked out, it's more disturbing than when someone taps out, which is the same thing because it's all literally you're in too much pain to continue. But I right. love submissions. Oh, mm-hmm. I love them. Yeah. And it is like kind of, especially, at, at, you know, depending on on the storyline, it can be like the ultimate indignity for a heel to like finally yeah. have to submit or, what you know, or 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 vice versa. Yeah, I, I love Sasha Banks, the boss, her gimmick. The boss, that is her gimmick. Yeah. Uh, it, it, which essentially... 
They don't tell her us what she is the boss of. Uh, she just kind of comes out to the <laughs> ring and she struts a lot in great clothes because her husband is also the person that makes her gear. So everything she wears is like wow. top notch. Yeah, cute, right? Mm. That's rad. Um, so Why- everything she wears is top notch. Weiger, who's your favorite of all time? You know what? I am we, I am wearing, and I realized this was probably subconsciously uh, because I knew we we're going to talk wrestling today. I'm wearing a Macho Man Randy Savage shirt. Wow. So I think I'm I'm a Macho Man guy. I think like he was just like the total package in terms of you know cutting promos and and in ring work and just his character. I think was so fun. Um, yeah, I, I have a lot of affinity for Macho Man all time uh, among current wrestlers. You know, I follow a lot of AEW, so uh, mm. so I'm more in that world. Um, mm. MJF, uh, a gift that we MJF don't is fantastic. Yeah, guy's great. Uh, but uh, I, let's uh, let's talk wrestling video games a little bit. You mentioned Mortal Kombat, um, well, but I uh, say mine. Oh no, go ahead. I want to hear. I, I want to say mine. Okay, Wait. go for it. So I went to an indie wrestling match, and uh, which was. Um, PGW? PWG, PWG, baby. PWG, yes. PWG. Yes. And uh, I saw Chuck Taylor. And, oh, yeah. Uh, he cut a pro, like he cut a promo to a child and made the child cry. Yes. <laughs> That's the best part about wrestling is making children cry. <laughs> it was the funniest thing I've ever seen in my life. I was like, oh my God, he's he's really going for it. That's uh, great. Yeah. Sasha's anyway. also made a child. Yeah, she's also made a child cry. That's why I like her so much. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, Nick, your turn. You can speak again. Now Matt's got to say his favorite wrestler. All right, yay! Uh, I, you know, so I haven't spent a lot of time in the wrestling world, but I, when I would play video games with my uncle, I would request that we would be the Hardy Brothers because th- there was just two of them, and I was like, that'd be fun for us because we're related to to play the game together like that. So I liked being the Hardys. Hey, there That's you nice. go. Uh, That's just nice. nice little... Jeff Hardy and uh, Matt Hardy. Matt, Matt. Oh yeah, I would be yeah. Matt, and he would be Jeff. His name's not Jeff though. Has. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> One out of two is not bad. Yeah. Has it come out that Ric Flair is problematic? Am I allowed to say that oh. I like Ric Flair? Or is he on like, I don't follow wrestling and it's been so long since I did that I'm like, oh, I also like Ric Flair. And I'm like, he seems like he might be problematic. Oh. <laughs> but I don't know. I just, uh, as a point of order, I would say anyone in any profession that is older than 50, just go ahead and mark it down. But they did do, um, I I don't know, I don't remember if it was Sports Illustrated or who it was, did a really good documentary about him where he talked about how shitty and broke and awful he was for a lot of years. Um, Ric Flair, we haven't heard anything specific, so we still like him. Yay! But But it's coming. Oh. But, it, but that's true for anyone. It's just sure. assume, yeah. just assume it's coming. Well, I like Ric Flair then too. He's <laughs> he's fun, unless he's not. In which case, you're listening to this in the future, and I didn't ever like Ric Flair. I was ahead of the curve. Fuck that guy. <laughs> but right now, I love him. <laughs> I once did a uh, uh, did an interview for uh, a local paper where they asked me who my co- the comics were that. Uh, uh, really influenced me. And I was like, Louis C.K. and Bill Cosby. So look, we're all learning and growing here on this podcast. All learning and growing. I've got an interview from like 2005 where I'm like, I don't like Ellen DeGeneres and and I want to frame it on my wall. (laughs) I keep telling people like, as soon as you move to LA, one of the first things you learn is that Ellen is kind of a piece of shit. Yeah. 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 
Yeah, it's it's the kind of thing you have in your back pocket uh, if you ever just want to devastate an ant. <laughs> like. <laughs> <laughs> So Matt, you brought it up. You brought up the topic of wrestling video games, and, and Danielle, I want to ask you uh, if you had any personal favorites, and, and if that is a thing you mess around with. Oh, wrestling video games, Fire Pro, all day. Oh all wow, day every day. Fire Pro is out of Japan. It's not like a thing that's licensed by anyone. It's not WWE. It's not it, like right. you can go in and make your own characters. Um, but for me, for my money, I think it's the best wrestling game. Like period. I've, I've always heard because I don't know how many of those have been localized in the U.S. I mean, are they are you playing imports or do they actually come out in North America? Um, I think that some of them come out in North America, but I usually play imports. Right. Because uh, I've always heard that's the wrestling series to beat and I've never played any of them. Uh, you know, the one, the ones that I think of are the N64 ones, the oh, WCW, NWO Revenge or WWF uh, No Mercy, I feel like are the ones that 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 I remember playing. Um, and the, the WWE series, the like the 2K series now, I feel like is, I mean, it, certainly like the last one was just like it's super broken, right? Yeah, hot garbage. Yeah, real bad. Yeah. And that, I mean, like to the point where there are so many gifts that it's, a, a, you know, you talk about the T-Pose and like the other things. Yeah. Um, there are so many gifts of how broken that is. That's why I stick with Fire Pro. They're sprites. They're not effing around with this 3D stuff. Um. And it's just really fun and kind of old school. And how fun is that, you know? 100%. He- Heather, uh, as a fighting game enthusiast, you mm. ever dabbled in wrestling games? I, I have, um, but not enough that I can cite anything. I think the most I've played a wrestling game is an N64 wrestling game. Hmm. Um, and then I think on PlayStation 2, I played one long enough to design my friends as like, walking into the ring uh <laughs> and that was about it <laughs> yeah those are the best um, parts it's like those model maker games that you get where they're like you can make your friends look like anything give them a makeover and it's like yeah i'm gonna give them brass knuckles and make them fight it out <laughs> <laughs> wasn't there a wrestling game that would take a photo of you this was early tech now i'm sure that you can do it without a question but would take a photo and map you Onto like a basic polygonal model. Oh gosh, there certainly was. I want to say it was one of the two Ks, but I could very much be mistaken. Yeah. But I remember doing that, and what would happen a lot was that you would take a photo of you that would look good, and then they would stretch it on a weird square head, uh, yep. and then it didn't look like you or a human anymore. <laughs> which was the best not a person. Love it. Jake the literal snake. If your name was Jake. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, as far as wrestling games go beyond the, uh, you know, the, uh, the ones that we've discussed, I remember there were some arcade WWF games that were pretty fun. Uh, they were sprite based. And then I also remember, like I, I owned pro wrestling for NES, which was also not a licensed game. It was just like <laughs> all invented wrestlers. And I have no idea if it was good or not. I just remember playing it and liking it because I liked wrestling and because I liked video games. But I, I'd have to play it now to see if there was any, if it had any merit at all as a game. Uh, but the the I have the roster here because I like these characters. Uh, you got Fighter Hayabusa, mm-hmm. first name Fighter, uh, Giant Panther, Kin Corn Karn, Starman, 
the Amazon, and of course, my favorite, King Slender. King Slender. Yeah. Wow. A, a nice, a nice gaunt wrestler. He's doing keto. Thin man. He's just like trying to like, per- you know, it's just been like a yeah. hard quarantine. <laughs> just wants to get his body together. King Slender is like that. That feels like the kind of thing that you find on an NES game, and then realize that Slenderman has been here for a lot longer than we know, and like <laughs> oh, he's man. like making appearances in the '80s before it was viral. Um, that's you may have that's just my discovered pitch. something. You that's may have my just pitch seeded for the something. New S- Slenderman movie is uh, going all the way back to the '80s. He's appearing in shit for kids. King Ugh. Slender. King Slender. Now I'm I'm retroactively unsettled. Yeah, I hope that he raps like Randy Savage does. <laughs> Have you you've heard be a man Hulk, right? Oh yeah. Yeah, he did a whole uh uh beef album uh uh just to get back at Hulk Hogan. And it's amazing. Um, it, it's mostly about how Hulk Hogan is a coward. You know, it's it's when music peaked. I think we all agree. <laughs> <laughs> Rap God, Randy Savage. <laughs> R.I.P. Uh, let's pivot to uh, to product placement in video games, because that's very much what's going on with the Noid <laughs> video game that we're discussing. Uh, so the ones that came to mind, I was just trying to think of like, I was just trying to do a mental inventory of what what I thought of with product placement in video games. Uh, Chex Quest, of course, mm. which was the FPS games with uh, Chex uh, that was licensed for Chex. I think of the Burger King trilogy of games that they actually sold at Burger King's. We have a big bump in pocket bike, pocket bike racer and sneak king. I don't know if you guys remember those. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but the one I thought of that was like the I, I like I was like, oh, man, this was so weird that this existed and that this was so big for a while is the Netflix series House of Cards, uh, where Kevin Spacey's character would play Call of Duty. Like it was just like he that was just like a, yeah. like a part. He'd be majority leader of the House of Representatives and then go back to his, you know, uh, brownstone in D.C. and and play fucking Call of Duty and they'd show him playing it and it became such a thing that he later appeared at, in a Call of Duty game. He was in Call of Duty Advanced Warfare. Uh-huh. I feel like that whole thing has been memory hold. See, I would much rather, if you're going to do, if you're going to do a thing where like a video game pays for your time, I don't want to see the characters in a thing play a video game. I want the House of Cards video game. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> right. I want it to be very, it's like subterfuge and you have to like pick who you can trust and who you can't. Almost like a puzzle game. It's like Zelda without like the swords or Hyrule or any of the things that make Zelda Zelda. But you do it like that. Um, that's really exciting to me. I don't know. Uh, I would have rather seen that than to watch Kevin Spacey pretend like he knows what a Call of Duty is. <laughs> yeah, 100%. I, I mean, because you just know that someone was giving him direction on how to hold the controller to not look like an asshole, and he uh-huh. was kind of pulling it off. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm into that House of Cards games pitch. There they, there should be a dialogue tree segment where uh, Kevin Spacey does a rant to camera explaining how the, the U.S. Senate is a lot like a, a spit roast in a pig. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't he also play Vita in that? Yeah, yeah. he plays Vita. Yeah. Yeah, he plays Vita in that, which, oh, yeah. I mean, like that, that means that Kevin Spacey's character isn't just like into like first person shooters and it's like a metaphor for like that he attacks everything head on. Like he's a gamer nerd who went out yes. and got the Sony portable that wasn't Oof. even well advertised. 
Like, that's such a weird character trait. The best advertisement was in Japan where it, like, got racist because they weren't paying attention. Wasn't that the Vita? Um, see, <laughs> oh, and yes. that's why you need a House of Cards version of Phoenix Wright. <laughs> <laughs> Man, did you guys ever see the um, Adam Sandler serious movie, Rain Over Me, about 9-11? No. No. He, he's obsessed with um, Shadow of the Colossus in that, in that film. Because really? his wife is dead and died in 9-11, right? It's Adam Sandler. Am I? Yeah. Yes. yeah. And and his wife died in 9-11 and he's trying to tackle the uh, like impossibly large concept of his <gasps> the death of his wife and experiencing his, his grief via uh, Shadow of the Colossus. Thank God he didn't play Ico or Ico. Sorry, wife. I guess you get murdered again. (laughs) What a like like what a specific game to settle on because that's like a pretty. I feel like that movie is. I mean, you know, it's it's an indie film, but it is like kind of a broad thematically. Like, how did they how did they possibly decide on Shadow of the Colossus? Well, it all it opens with him him putting his dead wife down on that like on the tomb. Uh, so it's possible that somebody saw that and it was right around the same time and they were like, oh shit, Adam Sandler should be playing this game where that you, the first thing you do is put your dead wife in a tomb. Um, <laughs> wow. Yeah. Oh, guys, I looked up the very first advertisement in a video game mm-hmm. and it was in 1978 in the computer game Adventureland. Uh, they inserted a self-promotional advertisement for their next game, Pirate Adventure. Wow. wow. Yeah. There you go. It's been with us since the beginning. Yeah, you know what? I mean, that's just a part of American culture, and 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 I would say that the uh, uh, and global capitalism and uh, the Noid was that as well. Yeah. So I, I we, <laughs> Matt didn't know what the Noid was uh, because okay. he is too young. Yeah. Well. And yeah, I'm 30, and I like just missed the Noid. Like you just uh, missed the Noid. I just off. missed him. I, I know him from like Family Guy. <sighs> Like that's how I learned about who the Noid was. So the so for the for anyone listening who is maybe not in a, not from the states or is perhaps uh, of a generation where you missed the Noid, he was the mascot for Domino's Pizza in the eighties and into the early nineties. Uh, but he was not. He was kind of an antagonist in the same way that I'm trying to think of another of a comparable mascot. There's like cereal mascots Tricks, that are like Tricks this. Rabbit. Yeah, Tricks like, Rabbit. The Tricks yeah. Rabbit. He wants the food that you want to consume. Hamburglar. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. One hundred percent. He's he's in that model of the of the uh you know the guy who's going to ruin your pizza. And uh, and and so he was this dude in the skin tight red bodysuit. He was claymation and he had these rabbit ears. Um, and let's just Matt, let's just play a little bit of this 1987 Noid commercial. <laughs> okay. And people from this audio can perhaps uh, get a little bit of context here. Domino's pizza delivers quality. <laughs> it takes fresh baked quality to avoid the Noid. We keep the Noid out and all the quality in. So avoid the Noid. Call Domino's Pizza now for hot quality pizza. Domino's Pizza delivers. I have so many questions. Me too. (laughs) I have so many. Uh, First of all, okay, so 
Uh, the 80s were a time where you didn't want anyone to get pizza they hadn't earned because that was the 80s. <laughs> right. You don't just get you don't just get to not be hungry. You have to explain to us why. Also, what's annoyed and why does he hate quality pizza? <laughs> I don't I don't know. I mean, I guess it's got to come from anno- annoyance, like like the noid is you're annoyed by the noid of and also avoid the noid is the thing they would say. I, I, I assume the etymology is from annoyed, but it's uh, but he's yeah, he's just a mischievous little scamp who wants to like uh, fucking club your pizza with a baseball bat. And thankfully, he's foiled by an invisible dome. I couldn't stop focusing on how good the box design used to be. Yeah, like I, I, cool. I just looked it up, and it's so good. It's just the it's a dom, it's a red domino, and then underneath it is the blue Domino's Pizza logo, and it's gorgeous. I don't know why you would change this box. It's so iconic. <laughs> well, Domino's has been apologizing for itself for the last like what ten years, where it's been like <laughs> we used to be garbage. And we're not garbage anymore. So please buy our no longer garbage pizza. Like, I feel like their whole ad campaign has been like, look, we know. Yeah. (laughs) I'm hypnotized by the design on this box. Like, I I, 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 I want to frame one. It's so gorgeous. (laughs) And the pizza looks good. Yeah. Well, yeah, the pizza looked good, too. I'm hungry. (laughs) All right. Well. can perhaps get some pizza in a bit. Um, but right now, we should talk about uh, the Yonoid game. All right. Well, let me take it away. Yonoid, which was known in Japan as Kamen no Ninja Hanamaru, uh, is it's a, a 2D action platformer developed by Now Production and published by Capcom for the Nintendo Entertainment System. It was uh, released in 1990, and other video games that came out in 1990 include... F-Zero, The Secret of Monkey Island, and Final Fantasy VI, at least in Japan. Wow. Wow. Uh, Like Super Mario Bros. 2, this game was released in Japan and then reskinned for the rest of the world. The original Japanese game uh, was about a little ninja boy with a hawk sidekick, and he would uh, run through the world trying to save children from a bad guy. Uh, In Yonoid... Uh, I will read the opening titles, which explains a little bit about what this version of the game is about. Wild creatures led by Mr. Green are assailing New York City. The mayor, spelled incorrectly, Mm. knows that only the Noid has the power to stop them. Using his super yo-yo and other inventions, he will try... No punctuation. Uh, So... (laughs) If you're if you're trying to figure out what the story is of Yonoid, there you go. Oh. Um guys, I played both uh Kamen no Ninja Hanamaru and Yonoid to compare the two of them. And um I'm gonna say right now, Yonoid is uh the lesser of the two games. <laughs> yes. <laughs> no. <laughs> But Domino's, like, uh, they told us they guaranteed freshness and amazingness. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so you're fighting against a Noid, like a, 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 a Noid who's a different color than you are. And that's mm-hmm. like, he's a, he's a fictional? What do you, I don't know what. 
they call him Mr. Green, and yeah. it, he he is the final boss of the game, but all of the bosses in the game, and we'll talk about the boss fight mechanic in a bit, all of the bosses are just palette swapped versions of the Noid. They are <laughs> yeah. just different. The the Noid is red, and every they all just have different colors. And so when you finally get to to uh to Mr. Green, and this is his dialogue, you defeated all my men. I'm the boss. So when you finally get to Mr. Green, that's what he says, but he's just a green Noid. And he he functions the same as every other Noid clone you've seen previously in the game. By the way, no explanation for like a, a mad scientist uh, wanted to make more Noids to to try to take over, uh, you know, to try to destroy all the Domino's pizzas. Uh, and the Noid, the original Noid has to stamp them out. You know, maybe he just uh, like 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 just give me something. Give me some sort of paper thin uh, you know, a little narrative to try to explain, to try to justify what's going on, but none of that, none of that exists. Just that no. Mr. Green is is uh, assailing New York City. There's sort of like a cultural expectation about spy versus spy, and you're just supposed to accept that there are other right. noids, and that's that's it. There you go. The first level, you are running through New York City, and you get to the end of the level to fight the boss, and the boss is uh, a pizza-eating contest. <laughs> and a, it's a card game where there are m cards on both sides of the screen, one for your opponent, one or one for you, uh, one set of cards. And each card has a random number of pizzas on it. So if your opponent plays a four, then you have to play a five to eat more pizzas than he does. Uh, but um, you have to complete the game by having enough having eaten more pizzas than your opponent in total. So if you play your five and then later on he plays a five, then you might end up losing the game, even though you've won all the way up until that point. It's like um, triple it's triad so or yes. Yeah. Which it's is so a game I still don't get. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I never understood triple triad. Oh yeah. Me neither. Um, but I still liked it. Uh, but Danielle, I wanted to, to to loop you in here. Did you uh, did you mess around with those pizza eating boss battles? Um, I did. It turns out I suck at it. Uh, really <laughs> terrible. Uh, not yeah. good at the pizza eating. I'm also just not good with the platforming on this. Here's a confession that I have to make every time I talk about how much I love video games because no one believes me. I love video games like a mofo, and I am terrible at them. I'm I'm awful at every video game that isn't just hey make friends, give them a letter. I'm awful at all of them. It takes me twice as long to beat any of them as it, as anyone else does, but I love them so much that like mm. I'm willing to put myself through that. Uh, even with uh, uh, the Noid's weird Luigi-esque jumping powers, yes, I was still like not. It took me a couple tries to get to the pizza eating contest. I just I credited it as you know what uh, New York is the pizza capital of the world. Nowhere in Italy, yes. just New York. Um, and that's why I couldn't get very far. Um, I no, the, no one can blame you for this because this game is punishingly difficult and it is so fucking cheap. Uh, so so this game has every death is is a one hit death. You have no uh, that like there's no power meter. There's no power ups. There's no way to get a shield or anything. You just like if you get hit by anything, uh, a, a tin can or a bird, you're going to die. And or a there fragment are no of a rock. So or a fragment of a rock from yes. the sky yep. and you hit get hit by that, it'll kill you. But also when the rock hits the ground and splits into three little rocks, any of the little rocks can kill you as well. <laughs> yes. And you have no like your mobility is pretty limited for a platformer because you can't duck. 
You can't run. All you can do is move, jump, and yo-yo attack. Uh, and I like I encountered, I finished this game, and I encountered one one-up the entire time. Like, there's no real way to get extra lives. And when I say I finished this game, you know, on a recent episode, we had a debate, we had a discussion over what constitutes beating a game versus finishing it. I definitely did not beat this game because the <laughs> only way I could make it through this uh, was by aggressively using save states because there are just so many cheap deaths in this. So the only uh, there, there, if I was playing this game the real way, which is you get three lives, uh, basically no one ups and three continues, I would not have made it past level two or three. It it just gets so fucking hard so fast. Um, and uh, uh, so, but then you, you, you play through all this cheap platforming, uh, you die in all these arbitrary ways, you get to the pizza eating boss battle and it's so fucking like, I just putting myself in the mind of a child, a nine-year-old child who loves Domino's pizza and loves the (laughs) Noid. It's 1990. Uh, their parents got them this for their birthday and they're playing this and they get through the first level and they get to this boss battle and they have to do math. And just how fucking disappointing that would that experience would be of like, I have to calculate how I can end up with more slices of pizza at the end of this encounter after we each play 30 cards with integers on them. And it's not even real pizza. Like, at least at Pizza no. Hut, if you complete a bunch of books, you get to have a real in-life pizza party. Like, you don't even get that with Avoid the Noid. No, you're just filling up a meter. I will say that... Uh, the instruction manual for Yo Yo Noid did come with a one dollar Domino's pizza coupon. So Very cool. Probably the best you... thing about the game. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> guys, I had a different experience of this, which is that I was we. So the last NES game we played was Bible Adventure. Yes, and that was so atrocious. That Truly when, unplayable. When I played this, I was kind of like, "Oh, this is like Ducktales." It's like. <laughs> It's not it's not so bad. The music is not terrible. And then when I loaded up the uh the original, uh the character art is so charming in uh Kamen no Ninja, which I believe means masked ninja, uh cuz he's wearing like a bird mask cuz common rider is masked rider. Mm-hmm. Uh so um so anyway, yeah, it, like it's got really good character art and I I ended up playing the levels on the Japanese version and then would go back and play them in the Noid version because all of the enemy placement and everything was the same. So like it was so much more fun to play with like a dude with a little bird on his shoulder than to play like the all the Noid also grimaces when he's using his yo-yo and he like yeah. looks <laughs> like he's trying not to shit his pants when he's on a skateboard. <laughs> like it's it is not like he's not pleasant to look at. And he wasn't a pleasant mascot to look at either. He's an no. ugly character. He looks like shit and he's always in pain. And it's- <laughs> That's a mirror, Nick. <laughs> <laughs> I was always confused by the Noid because it was like during that weird uh, moment where it was like, oh, well, now we have the California Raisins who are like singing and claymation and whatever. And it was like, right. did you guys just try to make the California Raisins sexy? <laughs> <laughs> like just bangable California Raisins? Because you didn't have to do much work there. <laughs> They're already good to go. <laughs> um, 
it's a it's yeah i mean like they it was there was a claymation phase and he was definitely a part of that in the commercials i mean i i, I just want to return to the pizza eating contest boss battles again because again you know i i i played the noid version i didn't play the or- japanese original but i watched a little video of it and uh, you know in those it's like it's more of a it's some sort of ninja battle, right? Like yeah. you have different ninja abilities that have the different, like there's, there's a number, but it also has like a, a like a shuriken on it or something, yeah. or yeah. It, it like has some sort of like, like, you know, symbolic importance beyond just you're doing math. It's like rock, paper, scissors. It's like, oh, the katana is always going to be stronger than the shuriken. Uh, so is that how you say that? I've never said that word out loud. Like your sword is going to be better than a throwing star. Yeah, I think um, it's shuriken, but I don't know. I don't know. Uh, and I'll also say, so the enemy placement. You know how in the first in the first level where you're in the pizza eating contest, Noid has fewer pizzas available to him on the left hand side than your enemy does. Yes. Hmm. So when they reprogram the game, they inverted enemy and uh hero but they retained the placement of the pizza like it's more difficult in the american version i believe because you Mm. have less options like it was supposed to be easier to to beat the bad guy does that make sense well the that's america yeah 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 (laughs) it's so it's it's uh it's not as it's not it's harder also they eliminated a fun mini game. Uh, so in the original, uh, sometimes instead of a, a pizza eating contest or ninja battle, you play whack-a-mole and you run around whacking uh, like these guys with a hammer and that's your boss battle, which they attached onto the end of Yonoid as like five bonus stages after you've beaten the game, which is crazy because when you're when I was playing both of them at the same time, I was like, oh, the whack-a-mole is a real nice change em up. I wonder why they eliminated it. And it was like somebody had that question and was and the answer was, well, just put them all at the end. <laughs> right. <laughs> they probably couldn't figure out a way to like reskin it to make it pizza themed or they just didn't have the resources to do it. So they're like, I oh, will make it a bonus content, make a bonus content because it wouldn't make sense. But I, Heather, I know you did th- more thorough research than I, but I also feel like you cheated because you got to play this fun, charming <laughs> Japanese game with good art <laughs> and I just lived in the fucking shitty Noid game uh, that just makes no sense and plays like shit and I, I and it, like it, it was it, like can I just talk about the pizza eating boss battles a little bit more because <laughs> yeah, this, a thing happened to me if you lose the boss battle so you ha- you go through yeah. this entire platforming level and as we were talking about with Danielle it's it's extremely hard the deaths are very frequent and and arbitrary but you make it through that then you have this boss battle with the with one of your Noid clones, and you're playing this card game. And if you lose, you restart the entire level. Yep. You have to go through all the platforming again, which is a substantial chunk. And again, no checkpoint. You're starting from the beginning. If you die, you start. You go to the beginning of that level. Not only that, if you take too long making a decision during one of your turns, you have a little bit of a timer. And if you take too long, you're like, oh shit, should I select the Three pizza slices or the two pizza slices, uh, you know, uh, like like if you if you ha- you overthink that decision and the timer runs out in a normal game, it would be like you lose your turn 
or it just picks whatever your cursor is over. This Here, me too. you lose. You <laughs> automatically fail and have to restart the level if you took a single turn for long enough for the timer to run out. It's it's so it's so absurd and it's so cruel. I started laughing when that happened. <laughs> <laughs> My jaw dropped to the floor. I could not believe it. It's so mean. Can I tell you guys the differences between the levels and sort of illustrate why I think the original is like a, a more charming game? Yes, please. Uh, because they they so like the setting uh, for the original is like woodsy, you know, like you're like mm. Noid is in the city. Uh, Common is off in the in the woods. Uh, they both go to the circus or carnival. And it's the only level where Noid's graphics are improved upon the original because they used the original graphics and enhanced them. Uh, I can't believe we haven't touched on the fact that there is a flappy bird level in this fucking game. Uh, oh, yes. The jetpack level. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So you so in Noid is using a helicopter, like a helicopter backpack to fly. In the original, you've got a little bird on your shoulder and you're holding on to him. So it's literally flappy bird. Like your you each button press is one flap of your wings and it's as difficult <laughs> yeah let, let me, can i let me say yeah. what happened when i when i encountered that level for this time first time in the yonoid game okay so i just finished this uh the boss battle you go to a mini map you go to like a little overworld map which just appears on screen for a few seconds and then dumps you into the next level and that level begins with your guy you know he's holding like a little umbrella like you know ornithopter thing um uh, the Noid falls out of the sky from the top of the frame, and I watched him continue falling <laughs> through the bottom of the frame, and then I die because it was it, it doesn't have it, there's not even a second of like you start on the ground and you're like are taught to you know you flap to you just you start by falling and if you don't immediately react by frantically pressing buttons you just fall you just plummet to your death. It's just trying to teach you about life, man. <laughs> <laughs> It's also strange reverse programming because you've spent your childhood being like, get rid of the Noid, get him out of there, kill that guy, yes. bash him over the head. And now you're like simultaneously trying to protect him so that he can survive to hurt Domino's Pizza some more. Like Makes no if, sense. He, if he saves the city, he's just going to be rewarded with like more pizza antagonism. Like it's just yes. such a weird. What were you going to say, Danielle? Well, no, I was absolutely going to agree with you. Like, that was always the weird thing about the game to me is that, like, I, he's supposed to be the bad guy. And unlike with um, a Wario, a Waluigi. Um, right. We know that even though we're doing things for them, they're bad. The game never tells us the Noid is bad. What if this is your first, uh, the first time you've ever been introduced to the Noid? Hmm. And all he wants to do is hit people with his yo-yo and not die. Now you think he's a good dude. Yeah. Now you think you should trust strangers with your pizza, and you shouldn't. Absolutely yeah. not. Guys, I want to continue with the level yes. differences um, because there's a hard split in the quality of the levels. Uh, they both go to like a spooky haunted mansion, but uh, in the original, the lights change. So they fade in and out. Uh, and like change the color of the light as you're playing that level, which is much cooler. Um, it feels like the Noid's background is just empty, bland, nothing. Uh, 
then this is where it starts splitting off. Noid goes to like a shitty part of town. Like that's the next level of the game is like kind of just like a scary area in town. The ninja goes to the old West. Like he goes to like a, like he goes to an old Western Mm -hmm. town when the Noid goes to a factory in the next level, then the ninja goes to space. So like why, if you're going to invent anything, it's a video game. Why wouldn't you send the Noid to space? Wouldn't that be more fun for kids? Uh, when the Noid goes into a, he's like in a vertical building. Uh, the common character is in this like cool vertical (laughs) cave. Yeah. Um, when the Noid is like flying over like the city and it's just a sort of ugly repeated pattern. Uh, common is over the clouds and you see like glimpses of the city or the ground and grass and lakes below, like really small, which is really cool. Um, and then of course you. You rescue kids at the end of the the masked ninja's journey, whereas I believe you consume pizzas until Mr. Green gives up, and that's yes, the and, end of Yo Noid. <laughs> yes, and 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 just to talk a, a one more time about the pizza eating contest. So <laughs> by the time you reach the final boss, their decks are so powerful. They have such a huge advantage over you. So like, you know, you have a certain number of nu- you have certain numbers on your cards and you your highest numbers are like threes and fours and you have mostly ones and twos. And they have the you know, the the final boss has like multiple sixes, multiple, you know, a bunch of fives, a bunch of fours. His lowest number is like a three. So he just has a, a massive numerical advantage over you. And, you know, the the way you can try to, to neutralize that is by ha- by using your power ups, which are, are either multiplier effects or there's a pepper. Uh, it's a hot pepper sauce that when he uh, when he eats those pizzas, then he spits them out because they're too spicy. So that's how you try to neutralize it. But really, the only way to win these later boss battles, as far as I could tell, is just to keep things at a stalemate until they run out of cards, Hmm. because you actually have more cards than they do. So it's just a really fucking unfun way, uh, just like this, this war of attrition, this lengthy sort of battle where you're just trying to maintain a small numerical uh, you know, a, a, a disadvantage until they run out of cards. Look, kids love math. Yeah, yeah. Love- <laughs> if you got to ask a kid, it's like, you know what? If you do this math, can you get a pizza? And they're like, also, Hamburger Helper exists. Right. Um, it's <laughs> it's a it, it it's it's just the baffling design decisions throughout. But anyway, so you, you beat the green noid. And that's the final boss, uh, and the ending happens, and the ending sucks so bad and is so not rewarding, especially if you think of someone who actually beat this uh, at the time with three lives and three continues over the course of the, like, 14 levels that are all super-duper hard. Uh, Matt, let's play a little bit of this ending here. So the red noid is yo-yoing, and the green noid was was holding his head in pain. And now the red noid is just sashaying his way through the environments you've already played through. He is just doing like a little jaunty little walk from right to left across the screen through the amusement park. And then he goes up to a pizza vendor who is holding four pizzas. Very stereotypical Italian mustachioed guy. And then the the Noid does this. This is a thing I really like in this game. He yoinks on his ears. He just yoinks on his little ears there in jubilation. And that's it. That's the ending of this game that you maybe sunk 40 hours into. 
<laughs> Man, the the ending of uh, of Kamen no Ninja Hanamaru uh, is uh, like guy like the kid ninja being celebrated by all the kids he's saved, being tossed up and down in the air. You get two two screens of really cool character art. Like it's really triumphant. You feel like you've accomplished something. That look, I'm just gonna say that a an all red character is kind of gross to look at on these old <laughs> machines. <laughs> it's, a, it's an ugly. It's an ugly feeling. It, um, it is. It's an it's an aggressively ugly game. Despite that. In August of 2017, a fan-made sequel was released called Yo Noid 2 Enter the Void. Uh, it's a three-dimensional uh, video game where you do the same sort of Yo Noid platforming to the same music from the NES version. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I uh, I watched some uh, some playing of that game and I was like, now this looks unenjoyable, but <laughs> it, it I think is supposed to be like and like antagonize the player sort of experience. Um, right. Yeah. I mean, it was made for fun for a game jam, so I think yeah. like that's like you know versus yeah. this, which was made as a Craven commercial product uh, <laughs> financed by the Domino's Corporation and sold for full retail price. By the way, uh, a, 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 a the buy it now price. For an eBay auction I looked up of a factory-sealed copy of Yonoid, right now, $4,299. Jesus. Holy no, shut up. Shit. Yeah, because I guess it was this was a pretty rare game, and so having one factory-sealed in, in mint condition is just ex- exceedingly rare. Wow. Um, yeah. I mean, wow. I know my Blockbuster had one of these, I think, in the bargain bin when I started renting video games. Like, I remember looking at it. Yeah. Man, had I only known (laughs) that I could hold on to it for years and years (laughs) and then it would be worth so much I wouldn't sell it. Well, we should get to our final thoughts on Yo Noid. Uh, It's time for our review crew. Review crew. Review crew. So we'll each say something positive about Yo Noid and land on a numerical decimal rating. I will say this. My positive thing, and this is this is parroting Heather's point from earlier, but compared to Bible Adventures, this is a playable platformer. <laughs> like the physics aren't completely busted. Uh, this controls decently. It's just really hard and really cheap. Uh, but it, but this is a game where you can play through it and be like, okay, this is a game. And so for that reason, uh. I, I, you know what? I'm gonna give this a five point two. It's 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 for for an NES game. This is slightly better than average. Heather, what do you think? Yeah, I I love the look. I think I've played more bad NES games. Is the thing. I think mm-hmm. I've played so many terrible NES games that when it responds to input, 
And like, I can like predict when the weapon will hit an enemy. Like there's like a consistency to the play. Then it's enjoyable for me. And right. especially since I sort of cheated and played both versions, <laughs> uh, I had a good time playing Yonoid. In fact, I almost texted you guys, holy shit, what a surprise. This isn't so bad. And <laughs> now that I know your takes on it, I'm I'm glad I didn't because I, I would have been so confused when you replied, what the fuck is wrong with you? Or <laughs> Heather, it's 3 a.m. Um, so yeah, I, I enjoyed I enjoyed the Japanese version more, but I enjoyed Yonoid. It felt Capcom-y. And uh, hmm. I didn't mind that it was difficult because it was consistent. And once you knew where the, like you knew that a fish was going to come out of a place, he was always going to come out of that place. So you could avoid him. Um, I guess I don't. Yeah. I'm. If the mascot wasn't so ugly, I would hmm. give this game a higher score, but he's horrible and hideous to look at, uh, which is why I'm only giving it a six. Wow. Still so pretty high there. That is so yeah. high. <laughs> <laughs> I, I will say that I think that that a big part of the reason this game is harder as the Yonoid version is that in the reskinning, a lot of the art doesn't seem to line up with the hit detection. Mm. Whereas I bet in the Japanese original, it was a little bit more uh, congruous with, okay, this this object is the right shape of the of its hitbox. Whereas here, there's things like, wait, this this bird has a much larger hitbox than its art. It also makes legitimately more sense. Like the football, the guys who are flying through the screen wearing football helmets in Yonoid are like dive bombing ninjas with bombs. And so you're like, oh, yes. this makes sense. But when Noid is up against, unless you're like paying off and codifying the eternal struggle between nerds and jocks between like skateboarders and football players. It doesn't make sense that those guys are so angry at the Noid. Mm. Yeah. It's uh, I mean that so many of the Noid's enemies in this game are just like New York union guys, like longshoremen <laughs> and like construction workers. It's really, it's really odd. Uh, Matt, what do you think? What's your, uh, what's your positive thing? What's your score? So I guess my positive thing, I mean, you know, it's, I didn't have any sort of uh, reverence for the Noid. Um, seeing this commercial really, uh, really shocked me. Um, but I guess the positive think that the, it's tough because I didn't. I, did, I mean, I didn't enjoy this at all because I did uh, get to one of those boss battles and it sent me all the way back. And I, you know. That sucks. It's fucking sucked. I swore, like in my house, like by myself. My girlfriend's like, "What's the matter with you?" And I was like, "Well, if I explain to you, you're you're gonna make fun of me, so I'm not gonna explain." <laughs> but uh, you know, there's. I've been sitting here thinking about just the idea of the Noid fighting different like versions of himself, and the my positive is that he's the the Noid is as vulnerable as the rest of us are. <laughs> he, he, he's constantly confronting just himself, and he's his own biggest enemy. And I I gotta give it up for him as well. Uh, you know, my heart goes out to the Noid. Um, so I will say I'll give this a four because that's my favorite number of slices of pizza to eat. Oh man! Hey, there you go. Good. That's good. It does sound really good today. <laughs> yeah, I, I actually do want some very badly. <laughs> uh, Danielle, uh, something positive. Your score. Okay, so uh, I actually really like uh, the jumping mechanics. I know I make fun of it, and it's very Luigi esque, but I like the fact that like 
I feel like it's easier to jump and then throw that thing. And by that thing, I mean um, a yo-yo. And that was <laughs> that was really fun uh, until I sucked at it, which was almost automatic. And so I want to give that up. And also just, yeah, yo, Noid. Like the Noid was so much a part of my childhood. Like the, the Noid is folded into like not the mama and right. anything that Alf might say. Like I can't. I can't uh, downvote the Noid because the Noid is a part of me and all of us. So I will give the Noid a huge nostalgia boost with like a three out of ten. Hey, all right. You know what? Mm. Decent scores yeah. uh, for Yo Noid by our standards. But hey, Heather, maybe we're wrong. Maybe we were wrong. Maybe we Views from all over the internet that present a contrarian opinion to ours. Uh, if we like the game, we'll pick out opinions that didn't like it. And if we didn't like it, we'll pick out opinions that did. Matt, why are you laughing at me? Why? I just, I, I, I'm not, I, I, I'm enjoying, I'm just enjoying the show. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just having fun laughing. Matt, we do I, this for you. I love it. Is it because every week I'm like, I should write this out and I never have. And so I'm <laughs> meander towards the point every it's, time. It's not, not that it, it is. It's, it's, <laughs> it is part of it. <laughs> well, maybe we were wrong. I've got a review here from, uh, let's see. GameSpot from 2007. Uh, this is Yoshi 34. And he writes or she or they. This game is too hard. As said in the Irate Gamer review, our fellow Irate Gamer had issues with this game, whereas the gameplay is too difficult. It's almost like Silver Surfer, but not as hard. Second, the battles are very boring and unac unacceptable. They should be burned to a crisp. Third, when you're on water levels, the water kills you near death, which is rude. Fourth, you are not allowed to let anyone hit you in this game or you are dead meat. To sum it up, here's what I'd do. Avoid the Noid for the rest of life and never touch this game. 2.5 stars. Wow. But it worked. Um, now he will avoid all Noids. Yeah. Right. Avoid all noids. <laughs> uh, I've got a Game Facts review by I Am A Potato. This was reviewed on June 13th, 2001. And I picked this one uh, because of the way it wraps up, which I have excerpted here. One of the greatest games of the product placement themed genre. This is this this is I am a potato scale. Potato judgment call. Nine. Hmm. On a scale of potato dishes, potato salad being the lowest, curly fries being the highest, and Arby's potato cakes being average, this gets at least waffle fries. It's a great mixture of fun and frustration with fun graphics and hip tunes that scratches you right where you itch. Nine out of ten. I, I take issue with this uh, person's potato scale. <laughs> I feel like it's just kind of all over the place. Your median is Arby's potato cakes. That's the midpoint. And potato salad is the low one. Potato salad is yeah. What what's your experience with potato salad that Never you're putting at the bottom one. of the barrel? <laughs> yeah, that's one hundred percent it. Um, yeah, baffling. Hey, it's time for the question block. <laughs> Okay, this one is from at Witchman Cody on Twitter. And they write, 
if your life was a video game, what object would be your extra life item? Optionally, what would your signature power-up be? Uh, just to talk about the Noid real quick, Yo Noid the game. A real missed opportunity because his power-up is like, extra life should be like a slice of pizza or something, right? Or yeah. a pizza mm-hmm. pie. Yeah. It should be something Noid Related at minimum, like the Noid's head, but it, there's nothing like that. There's no iconography that that really uh, has any tie to Domino's. Um, what would my extra life item be? Boy, that's a great question. A lot of times, it's just like the character's face. I feel like I feel like that's the most common one. You'll see someone. You'll just see like a like Mega Man's head. We'll just give you an extra Mega Man. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's one way to go. I mean, you just just make a big giant version of your own head. But I, I do feel like that would be very upsetting to see in real life, though. Like if you just came across mm-hmm. like a giant like you know sphere that that had your face on it. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to opt for. I'm going to stay in the food family because I am a food dude, and I'm going to say, <laughs> give me a big old juicy cheeseburger. Ooh. I would love to have an extra life when I got myself a cheeseburger. Yeah. It's pretty good. Pretty good. What do you think, Heather? Um, I would want it to be everywhere. So I'm going to say dust. Like, I just want... (laughs) (laughs) I wish... If I was going to... If my... I would just want it to just be like you touch any unused surface and you get an extra life. That would be... Because I'd also want my game to be real easy... I wouldn't want to watch myself die over and over again. So yeah, I'm going to say dust. Um, and if not dust, then whiskey. Ooh. <laughs> uh, yeah. Danielle, how about you? It's a, an extra life item. You know what? I'm going to take, um, I'm going to take some inspiration from Heather for things that are just around. And I'm going to say, Charge cords for any iOS phone, just like <laughs> dead charge cords for any iOS form. You you can't phone. You can't get them to work, um, but you touch them and it gives you free life. I like it. I love that. I like. Yeah, it. yeah. Those are those are ubiquitous. You open a drawer and there's like ten of them. And the you don't know why you haven't here. thrown them away. You should yeah. just throw them away. <laughs> they don't work. <laughs> <laughs> Hit us up with your questions on Twitter and Instagram at GetPlayedPod or send us an email at GetPlayedPod at gmail.com or leave us a voicemail at 616-2PLAY. That is 616-275-2933. Our music and engineering is by Devin Bryant. You can follow him on Twitter at BaffleGabs. And our guest has been Danielle Radford. Danielle, thank you so much for joining us. And if you'd like to plug it this time. Um, yeah, just keep watching the Honest trailers because I help make them. Um, and I'm on SJU sometimes. And then my wrestling podcast is Tights and Fights. But mostly just like come to my uh, come to my Twitter, Danielle Radford. Uh, and that'll be where I plug anything that's like super cool or you should check that out. Awesome. Check all that out. And Matt, tell us next week's game. Next week's game, Super Meat Boy. Goodbye, <gasps> everyone. Oh, Goodbye, crap. Bucket. That rules. <laughs> Uh, edge. <laughs> <laughs>